0: Once we met the elf Sylvie at her dwarven friend Anatola's cabin, we were able to revive our ever faithful meat shield, Telnius. It was then he spoke of his dream, Antithesla, Heart Cleaver, the strange altar from which a demon was to be born. Janessa told us that was where she had been found as a wee babe. And so we discussed making our way to Deadwood to consecrate the land. But we needed to head to Broken Harbor first to reconvene with our resistors' contact. But before we could go and do any of that, and after striking a hefty bargain, Anatola took us to her hidden library where she had kept tombs and scrolls of the dwarven bards. Uh, you see, the first King Elric had been ordering the destruction of ancient manuscripts, but my ancestors would have none of it. We also learned of Trillin's forgotten gods, Juno and Nix, and... The human that killed them, making some kind of horrid demon, and, sure enough, its name was Karnas.
1: Parnas was the demon that he summoned. Is that maybe who we're facing here? It has to be. Hmm.
2: Well,
1: well. Not good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we fought plenty of vicious things before. Why, why do we think a demon would be that big of a demon? Right. That's a good
4: point. Right. We took down we a did. piece of a god. That is a good point. I yeah.
3: punched a rock. <laughs> And you caught a cannonball I haven't done that yet
4: Oh, I thought you did I've tried Even still, like, this conus is You know, the root cause of all this trouble we've been facing I mean, shit, we fucking, like Had to clear the entire Lock Islands from all that blight
3: that happened That was a mess It was But we did it Like, we succeeded So why do we think we would fail with this?
4: Well, because Trayland's a lot bigger than the
3: Block Islands. Huh. I never thought about that.
5: <laughs> Aye, that's true. And if the roots of Karnas are here in Trailand, they run much deeper than they would in any other land. We don't know who or what is aligned with such a evil force.
6: Aye. Well... But maybe, Sylvie, she said you, you had a story to read us as well.
2: Um, I do, you know, I do. I, I have this tome that I um, have been handed down. I'll read it aloud to you all. So this is called, uh, titled, Victor and the Death of Nyx. There once was a sword named Heartcleaver, a god-forged blade gifted to humans to use for just ruling. It was not only the greatest blade in all of Trelind, but it was imbued with deific power, making each of the High Lords vessels of Juneo. Most used the powers to bring light to the humans, and all was well. That is, until a new High Lord came about named Victor. He had watched as others wielded the sword. He then longed to rule and wield the Divine Blade. So he returned to Westwick, took power, and began to wonder what more he could do with Hardcleaver. For when he held its obsidian hilt, he felt an energy surge through his veins. Juneo, god of the people, had left for distant lands, and so Victor began to spew hate toward their creator. Juneo has left us. We are a people who must make our own destiny. We must take power while we can so that the gods can meddle no longer in the weaving of our lives. I will take their immortality and gift it to you. The men of Kinsdale would sometimes be allowed by Nyx to go and hunt in the forests of Norholm. They were limited in the amount of fauna they could take, but Nyx knew it was the way of nature to die and make way for new life. But the worst feat that no man elf, nor creator could imagine happening, happened. Victor came to Norholm to hunt Nyx in 451 BP. He and his greatest warriors made their way into the darkest part of the forest to find Nyx. The humans used their cunning and trickery to make it deeper into the woods. And there on a hill they saw her, the goddess of night bathing in moonlight, singing a haunting chant a lament for Juno's absence, and from the ground rose new trees to cover the bald mount. Victor's archers took their first shots, weakening her, but in quick retaliation, she sent roots from her hands, killing a dozen men in one move. But then Victor stepped into the moonlight, brandishing Heart Cleaver, and Nix felt, for the first time, fear and dread, for she recognized the blade, the sword, wrought with the finest metals of the earth, forged in the Sutland Forests by her lover, Juneo. She knew she must act fast, and so she did. They battled there, Nix and Victor, while his men kept the Forest Fay at bay. It was the first battle in Treland since the creation of orcs and dwarves, and it was bloody. Many men died, and many creatures. Hartcleaver came down and lopped Nix's right arm off. This sent a shock through her system. She morphed into a great stag and charged Victor, piercing his chest with eight horns. Though close to death, Victor brought Hartcleaver down hard into the stag's head, removing the scalp of the beast. Nix morphed back into her true state, without her horns. She bled profusely from her wounds. It is said that Victor then took the stag's horns and planted them into his own skull, drunk on frenzy. Nyx proclaimed, why, why must you do this? Victor replied with blood covering his face to silence the gods and give man the power he deserves. He then ended Nyx's life with one last blow to her head. Heartcleaver Cleaver glowed with a new energy as he broke it from Nyx's skull. Victor's wounds healed and he was rejuvenated with a new strength and energy. His face glowed like that face of the moon above them as he laughed, granted the life of a god through his cold brutality. The saplings on the hill died in Victor's presence as he marched away with his soldiers. This hill is now known as Penton, where the Abbey of the Apes resides. Trees never did grow on the ancient mount.
5: Janessa has just finished uh, a little piece on her violin while reading. So Anatola says, well, there is the story, the sad story of the death of Nyx. I think it is the inception of this demon Karnas, the beginning of his making. I have here a timeline that I've been working on and she goes over to a bunch of parchments and scrolls and unrolls a scroll as you guys kind of gather up behind her to look. All the way to the left she is showing there's 600 BP elves arriving at Norholm from Barda, Juneo and Nyx on Treyland, and I'll just describe it in Anatola's voice. As you can see, Juneo and Nix were gods here, Juneo creating the dwarves, the humans, and well, potentially the orcs. Nix was creating fey up in Norholm, and then, a couple hundred years later, Nix is then slayed by Highlord Victor, making him some type of demon, I suppose. A year after that, according to the myths of the Gold Thunder, Juneo is then lured into some human city, what we think is Weswick, and is then killed by this Victor Karnas demon form. Hundreds of years later, again, Dwarven King Quartzer relays the information we heard in that last interview, talking about architects, gods, and, and demons, particularly this Victor still being alive. Which would make sense because 75 years later the War of the Three begins with a High Lord Victor leading the charge from Kinsdale. But in uh, 1LT that's when he's killed in battle destroying Karnas' physical vessel. And then after that that's when Elric marches around Trayland asking folks to destroy any records of Juneo and Nick's A sad story. That would make him over a Four hundred and fifty
4: years old as a human. I, which would pretty much
5: confirm. This. And he was the High Lord who burned Thessla at the pyre, right? Ah, not too sure about Thessalon records, but that is
1: possible. There was a High Lord that went against Thessla, correct? Uh, yes, uh, there, there was. And and if I'm correct, I think that him slaying Nix probably turned him from human. I don't think he was any longer a human after slaying Nix, He turned into some different form. That's why they call Lord Victor Karnas, is that correct? Aye, but then he
4: would have doubled that power upon slaying Juneo.
3: Yeah, that's, that's true. From the corner of the room, Rory goes, Well, that sure was an interesting story. I mean... That baseball scene came out of nowhere, but vampires, werewolves, I'm pretty into it. And he the, shuts t- the first Twilight book and walks <laughs> over and says, So what were you guys talking
2: about? Basically the same thing. Uh, I, I'm i making Very about similar. as much sense of
4: it. The baseball part was the best part.
1: You know, as you mentioned it, I, I'm not quite sure I know who the High Lord that burned Thesla at the stake was. I, I just know the High Lord was referred to as the High Lord. Hmm. Can I make a history check? From what I read, I don't remember it saying that it was High Lord Victor.
5: Yeah, actually no history check needed. There is not a name that is really given to the High Lord within the, you know, the revelations and beyond, you know, any of the chronicles of what happened to Tesla.
1: Okay. Yeah, they just referred to him as the High Lord. It's... Very possible it was Karnas. Well, if he was given godlike powers, I mean, that would make sense to me. That's just wild to me that Karnas was destroyed then in the War of the Three. What, what did they do to kill him? Yeah,
4: it's something I feel like the Annals of the Brave really glazed over. They didn't really describe the death of the High Lord Victor. But does that mean... That
6: this thing could potentially be residing in maybe like a staff or an artifact, like Tinny was in season two.
4: <laughs> Who's Tinny?
6: <laughs> the, um, you all call him. Uh, um, I don't know. It starts with an N. Um, Nordy. Oh right, right. Yeah, I forgot you call Nordi. him. No, no, that's Nordy, right, Nordy. Yeah, right. I. But him and I are a bit closer. Well, me. yeah, yeah.
1: You turned on us. I remember. Yeah. um no, he he made me. But yeah, yeah.
3: Right. 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 He made uh, you? <laughs> you have a nickname for him. Same number of syllables. I get it. <laughs>
5: He's your papa? No. No,
6: <laughs> no he forced me Jesus to, people. To turn on you. Right. But, you know, no harm, no foul. None of us received permanent injuries, so,
0: you know. You say that. more
1: home, no foul? No <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this happened in your, Okay, all right. Well, no. Um, okay. I feel like you all are intentionally misinterpreting my words here. So no, you're just your accent's so thick. No, um So, uh it's possible that he could be in, in some item, but I think it's probably more likely that that creature, that demon that I saw being summoned by anti Tesla might have some ties to Karnas, or maybe some creature of Karnas. I, th- I think that's what was in my vision. Anatola, does it say anything anywhere about what
4: ended up happening to Heartcleaver?
2: I actually, might I might know. Um, oh, a by all bit means. that, somebody. Janessa, isn't that isn't that right?
5: Yes. Um. Sorry, I'm I'm dozing a bit. Um, <laughs> she does
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, Can you, she needs her naps. <laughs> the violin
5: always kind of puts me to sleep. Yeah. Um, oh, Arc was, yeah, the sword that was. Hmm.
2: I don't know if you know Bartome. Anyone know Bartome?
5: O.M.G. Do I know Bartome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're referring to the other weapon, uh, Shadow Fang? Yes,
2: remember that? That was, that was a little. Yes,
5: loud, yeah, <laughs> I was telling the rowdy boys here that um that Brim Corrin now wields it. Mm-hmm. Wait, you guys know the
4: wizard? Yeah. I know Telnius does.
2: Yes, we, uh, we, of course we know Bartome. Yeah, Bartome. We've Bartome. gotten very close to his plants. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah he's,
5: he's, he's pretty cool. Pretty uh, he, cool. <laughs> although, you've got to be careful. You've got to watch the vines.
2: Yeah, they're oh. a little handsy. They'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get
5: you. Define cool. He makes a hell of a tea. Define handsy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were you going to say about Shadowfang, though?
2: Janessa, if you remember, he relayed the information. He said that the dagger was actually a piece of the antler that was stuck in uh, Victor's chest. Really? From Nyx. Oh, mm-hmm. that's
5: right. Yeah. It was imbued then from power from Nyx. Oh, wow. And then morphed by that one who slain her,
1: which must be Karnas now. So, Whoa. hold on. So you're saying that... Are you saying that Shadowfang is a separate weapon than Heart Cleaver... Uh, yeah, And and yeah. that Shadowfang was formed from the antler of the stag that Nyx turned into when she was killed by Karnas. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes, and it still holds very, very strong power.
1: Well, it yes, has. One, one would expect.
3: That's incredible. And so what are we supposed to do with any of this?
5: Well, I... back to your original question, Ayas, about what happened to Hart Cleaver. It is pretty well known that the Sword of Victor was forged into the peace cup that was passed around the first council meeting. No way. That was the same I, sword. Oh my god.
1: Wait, wait, the peace cup? You're saying that the peace cup was hard cleaver? The obsidian blade.
5: It is a potential. I, it is written that Victor's sword was forged into this. Whether or not I trust that King Elric actually transformed this heart cleaver is a little bit up in the air it it isn't confirmed but that is what I suspect.
1: Do I know where uh, like is the peace cup a well known artifact like in the church held in a specific place or is it like lost?
5: Yeah it's at the burning cathedral. Okay. It's used in uh, you know services to this day in the burning cathedral. Well boys
1: looks like we gotta steal the peace cup.
5: (laughs) So are we doing a heist?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear. So it was an antler, then it was a dagger, then it no. was a
1: sword, then it was a cup? No, 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 no. Uh, two separate weapons. Sir, Heart Cleaver. Made by Junao. Made by Junao. Right. And then Shadow Fax. Shadow Fang. That was made out of the antler from Nyx. That, you remember Nyx turned into a, a stag mm-hmm. right before she died?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then she turned into it. well, anyway, broke off antler. That was used to make Shadow Fang. Shadow Fang.
3: And okay. so Shadowfang is still is still around as a as a nut. yeah brim has it. okay has.
4: brim's got the dagger
6: according to the play that I learned in college the white hammer was used to forge the cup from heart cleaver
4: yeah
5: at this point Anatola pulls out like these spectacles that just kind of like grip on her nose and she did this only to push them up <laughs> <laughs> well While- is there a glare in the lenses? <laughs> <laughs> yes okay good well if you're if you're open to it I have a few theories that I'd like to share oh god yes we love theories by <laughs> theories all means yeah. Yeah, especially. theories <laughs> on that note call, Un that yes he did use his very own weapon it is also a lesser known fact that the white hammers at the beginning of their rule Elric and the first sons of him had somewhat unnaturally long lives as well, at least 200 years. Not many speak of it these days, as it's just… it sounds more like legend, but what I'll say is… I think that Elric is the one who killed Karnas, or Victor, and took power from him. I think now there is some kind of either relic, as Kaloon said, or maybe even a hidden or secret descendant of the White Hammers who is leading the new cults of Karnas now here mm-hmm. in Sutland We have seen these demons and vampires, and she rips the, the glasses off. We have seen these things, Selvi and I. In fact, I, I think they may have took my husband.
2: Selvi goes up and
5: comforts her and starts rubbing her back. So, we've been acting fast. I've been training Selvi here. And in Broken Harbor, she has been working really hard. Aye, it's not good. It means a lot of things, if it's true. But like I said, it's just a theory.
1: Mm. So wait, but that doesn't make sense. If Elric killed Karnas and, and perhaps stole his power, then why... Did Elric die of natural causes? Did he not steal the power of extended life?
4: I don't know if it transfers like that. Maybe you have to kill the god directly. Well, to hmm. be
6: fair, we don't know really anything
3: about it. True. Well, and how old was he at the time? I mean, maybe his life was extended, but he was already, like, really super
1: old. That's true. He could I... have been, like, 600 or something. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think... Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, can I... I want... While they're talking, can I go and like peruse some of the books and, and just like look through specifically I want to look for books having to do with important tomes and artifacts of Thessla. Give me an investigation check actually. Oh yes. That's a twenty-one. And alright, so I am specifically looking for uh the staff the information around the staff of prolonging and the robes of atonement.
5: Ooh. Okay, so it's going to take a few minutes to find that information. But while you're doing your research, you can still hear Anatola kind of spewing off her like red string theories. And she then goes to say, especially since Telnius walks away, she says, this might be a little controversial, but I may have a thought yeah, perhaps the power of Karnas corrupted Elric's body rather than prolonging it, like giving him more life, but him still dying of natural causes. But I've also had the thought that Elric was known to preach the word of Thesla around Trailand and spread it. And in fact many spoke of the power of Thesla that he wielded. I am going out on a limb here, but I think potentially Elric could have morphed the power of Karnas, and so any power of Thesla is actually connected in some way. Oh shit! That would make sense. Why radiant damage does so well against undead or necrotic creatures? I look over at Telnius. I don't know. I, I I'm, sp- I'm spinning yarns here. I understand.
2: Does Anna just then take out a big book that says vampire on it? And mm-hmm. Start like. <laughs>
5: Yeah, vampire organ or music.
2: music.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. There's a crack of lightning. Yeah. Wow, that is a fascinating uh, theory. I say as I'm like perusing some of the books. Okay, so you find nothing of the
5: robes, but you do come across a sketch of the staff of prolonging. <gasps> <gasps> That's
6: what they called me in high school. <laughs> hey, noise. <laughs> <boys. laughs>
5: the whole staff. <laughs> this staff was known to be wielded by the first bishops that were appointed. The staff did grant extra life in the sense of it was harder to kill those who wielded it. And yes, also prolonged the y- number of years. It lost power over centuries and now stands in a museum in Westwick.
1: In Westwick. Okay.
5: are mentioned that the elves knew of another architect. What was that all about? Unfortunately, that's all I have about the architect. The Gold Thunder interview that Frankia, my descendant, had, I don't know. I have never made my way up to Norholm, and the only elves I've met or those from Norholm are Selvi and Janessa here. Mm. I haven't looked much into it. That would, be, that would be good to know. I'm not much of a traveler myself. I'm from there. You've met me.
2: <laughs> More person.
5: All right, I will tally it down.
2: Um, she she do it. The list.
3: Congratulations. And people I know from different places.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Remind <laughs> me, we are currently in, in terms of Treyland, we are currently in Sutland, right?
2: Yeah.
5: Yes. You are on the coast at Broken Harbor. Anatola says, well, I'm sorry, I, I, I get a bit emotional describing these things, and it gets hard being cooped up here, and... The weeks have gone by so slowly since my husband has gone missing. So, what's your husband's name? We'll keep an eye out for him. Yeah. Thomas.
1: Do you have a photograph?
5: Or? I can sketch uh, a quick... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect.
2: <laughs> She's not a great sketcher, but... If
6: we see someone that looks like
5: Selvi, Selvi we'll, uh... has met him, and she she is on the look for him.
2: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we actually have been searching for him for a while.
5: Oh, which reminds me, I did get a letter from Abbot Josiah, who is stationed in Broken Harbor. Might be someone you want to speak to. He's been doing research for me. Selvi's been kind of running between Broken Harbor and here for me. And he's been doing research on these types of things. These these new creatures arising and taking power and the cults that have been growing in Deadwood. Uh, Growing recently, there was a stronger cult within the forest a couple decades ago, but they went quiet after some kind of attack on them. But anyway, and for Kowloon, that will spark a little memory of the story that your steppapa,
1: <gasps> my steppapa, uh,
5: steppapa, I <laughs> uh, told about the cult that he went and slaughtered. Nice, Mm. killing your father.
3: Oh, I.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Weird amount of cults in this area. Uh Yeah,
3: cult stands for culture, right? (laughs) I'm glad to to know this is a cultured place.
2: (laughs) Some some people.
6: That's what the rowdy boys are. We're just we're the beginnings of a new cult. Yeah, Yeah. sure. I think we might know who destroyed the cults. Really, spoke with him at the Lock Islands. Yeah, it's a nasty pirate. Really, a, a horrible. Horrible dwarf. Uh, are you talking worst. about your dad? Oh, it's what? your no. dad. Oh. No. I to- I- I've told you. Your papa. He ain't my papa. <laughs> he ate him? <laughs> he ate- well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He never what He was- never specified. He killed him, probably. Hey, don't hate him because he ate him. That's why we
4: say old poopy pants, Adrian." Hey <laughs> yep. In
6: this case, you are not what you eat. But also, <laughs> I don't think that he's... A cannibal? Is that still a cannibal if a dwarf eats a human? Yeah. No, no, that's cool.
1: No, so that's it's a good. Dwarfable.
6: That's good. Uh, okay. That's well, I'm getting mixed reviews on this. I think I'll probably go with IS just to be safe in the larger <laughs> scheme of things. <laughs> you say uh, as
1: you look at me licking my, my yeah. <laughs> hammer. Ah, wow, wow. I
5: remember <laughs> hearing stories about mercenaries who went out there and I, Edric, the name Edric does ring a bell.
3: Are we going to run into any of these cults? Like, what do we need to look out for when we proceed? I feel like we already
4: have run into these cults, right? I mean, we just saved Telnius from getting shellacked.
1: (laughs) What's up?
5: (laughs) These vampires, (laughs) I believe, are connected to these cults, that these cults are growing and transforming these orcs into strange vampire creatures, and sometimes worse, strange demons.
3: Luckily, I have a lot of recently acclaimed knowledge of (gasps) vampires.
2: Do you oh. have the vampire book? Bu- the vampire? No,
5: Twilight.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. got oh, all yeah. the lore right there.
4: Those
2: <laughs> are a little different vampires than what we've been dealing with. Ours are the more Buffy universe. I mean, the, um, they're just more traditional. The what? Yeah. She said Buffy they have, universe.
5: It's one of the stories that we have right you know, next to Twilight. Buffy, Angel. Yes. Come on. Yeah.
2: They're actually up. on what we call DVDs. Um, they're not in a book, but... Can yeah. you spell
5: that for
3: me?
2: Um... <laughs> <laughs> <D-E-E-> uh-huh, <laughs> triple uh-huh. e, think Hold up, hold up,
5: wait, uh-huh. you have had run-ins? Uh, and I also imagined Rory, like, swooping his braid <laughs> Like when you said that I've yeah. recently <laughs> I've recently acquired knowledge of vampires <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, in, what, in what sense? It could be helpful
3: Uh... Well, we did run into vampires recently. I they were really easy to beat. But Rank.
6: Rory, I'm getting the feeling you don't remember much from the book you just read.
3: Well, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: gotcha. pretty much all of it.
6: <laughs> so the the vampires that we faced, I mean, I just I bit right through one's neck in a single go.
3: He was really easy to kill. Yeah, having just read this book, this tome, as you call them about vampires. Wait, uh,
5: wait, uh, so since you read Twilight, add a plus one to any history check relating to vampires. Nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do seem to recall back when we, you know, you guys met my sister and I met my nephew and Lady and Brit and I had that little tete a tete. You know, we were yeah. we were attacked by vampires, remember? Right. Right. Sir, Sir Quincy I and the Vipers and they attacked us. Yeah. And they were vampires.
1: Oh, man, you've got me on the edge of my seat. And they were pretty uh, tough.
5: Yeah, just to, just to recount what happened that night, there were two vampires, and there was also Quincy, who was a vampire. The two vampires y'all killed, and there were two orcs also attacking who were from the Tusker tribe who right. were going to be ambassadors but turned. Their eyes went one red, one white. You guys killed them, and then they turned into this obsidian cocoon, Y'all destroyed the cocoons before anything happened. Recently, Talnius had the vision of the Dark Priest, I almost said the Dark Lord, um, of Voldemort taking one of these cocoons to an altar in the middle of Deadwood.
3: Yeah, so we've definitely run into vampires.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, that's right, because I remember the, the vampires we faced with Lady Brit. The orcs
3: who became cocoons, and then right. we destroyed them, Sir Quincy.
1: And then you guys have talked at length about the vampires you saved me from tonight. Or right. Yesterday. Yeah, when you fell asleep? Yesterday. Yeah, back when I knocked out.
3: I.
5: Oh,
1: okay, so where
5: were the first vampires that you fought? Denshire. Oh, back in, in Denshire. That means yeah, their aye. reach has gone further. I guess What so, did yeah. these vampires look like? One of them
3: looked like and was Sir Quincy.
5: I'm sorry, but the Sir Quincy? The yeah. first knight of the vipers?
3: Aye.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. It goes all the way
5: to the top. Yep. (laughs) Definitely him.
3: At least all the way to Sir Quincy. And if you consider him the top, then he's at the top. If you consider him the top, then you're
5: wrong. (laughs) He's more of a bottom. (laughs)
2: Ah. (laughs) Wow, Anna's got some sexual history. I miss my husband.
5: All right, I'm getting hot flashes here. Um, oh, boy. Look.
4: Aren't we all? Didn't he, like, poof into a bat or something and take off?
1: That's right. He screamed bat form and then flew off. <laughs> he,
4: he said, things are getting batty, and then he poofed away.
6: He touched his ring finger to his twin sister and said, form of bat and flew
5: away. <laughs>
1: Did yeah. the symbol
5: of a bat like suddenly spider and zoom in and
1: zoom back out? Boy, we went to three. Did, we, I was talking what ha, what we do in the shadows. Calm was doing the, the danger twins or whatever they are. Then you're talking Batman.
2: There's a lot of bat lore out there. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds like a vampire. That
4: does. Yeah. The world that is a vampire.
2: A, oh my the world is a vampire. Well,
5: then we have our first team of, of slayers then. I am feeling very good about sending y'all to Broken Harbor in the morning to investigate more of this. But
4: uh, just to clarify, there were some nearby that we escaped from and that might be an issue. Maybe keep an eye out for that.
5: Aye, yes. uh, Selvi's been. Yeah,
2: I can show you some of my tips and tricks. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd love to.
5: We then get a montage of the rest of the night, like Selvi doing like karate stuff and then like whipping out a a wooden stake and then like taking out these like wooden stake bolts and putting it into a crossbow and shooting across and the rowdy boys are just like watching like oh okay taking notes like
4: i take a shot and it's off and then Selvi comes up and nudges my crossbow a little bit to the right and then i hit
2: it full (laughs) on
1: and we just thumbs up
2: yeah high five slow-mo yeah it's like montage (laughs) <laughs> but all of the
1: music is like super peaceful yoga music. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, great job, everyone. And breathe in and out.
6: <laughs> I'd like to imagine Telnius just laying on his stomach in the window seat, reading
5: a book and kicking his feet back <laughs> and forth. <forward. laughs> and then what happened to the staff of prolonging? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he's reading the vampire lore. He's doing right. his part.
5: He's reading oh, Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's helping. In every yeah.
2: way I take Twilight out of his hands and put the Buffy DVDs. In. Nice. <laughs> this will serve you better. Pat him on the back. Like there you go.
5: And yeah, Selvi actually shows you uh, telling us that like your your symbol can be used. You know all these different tips and tricks. Cool.
2: Yeah, I also made my. I have a staff, and I made a little contraption that I can put my crossbow on top of the staff as like a stabilizer. And kind of like use that to like a
1: tripod. Yeah. Whoa, nice.
5: You guys spend the night doing the montage of training. It gets late. You guys go to sleep at Mm -hmm. the cabin. Uh, You all have restful, peaceful nights of sleep. All wake up fully rested. And you guys go out to the hitching post where you all left your horses. So we get a shot of you all kind of getting your horses ready. Just as the sun is coming up, you all have like mugs of tea or whatever you'd be breakfasting Mm. on. Anna comes out with kind of a shawl over and she says, now you all stay safe. Few things when you get to Broken Harbor. Like I said, you can talk to Abbot Josiah, maybe get some more information about what's going on. And if you're looking for some uh, silver craftsmanship, I would recommend you see the smithy at Longshore Drifter's Markets. It was very nice getting to know you all. Hey, you as well.
4: Very nice getting to know you. Aye. I wish you
5: luck in your future search for your husband. Thank you. I am putting all my trust in my good friend (laughs) Selvi.
2: Selvi goes up and gives her a hug, and then Carrots goes up and, like, snuffles in her pockets for treats.
5: Oh, and she pulls out, like, a biscuit left over from yesterday from tea and biscuits and she lets carrots nibble on the sweet
2: carrots like almost eats her hand and drools all over her ah, ooh.
5: <laughs> careful there and she pets carrots uh, yep. face Coloon
6: had his hand reached out as though she was giving him the biscuit and was like oh dang
2: <laughs> carrots gives you a mean side eye
5: <laughs> yeah so you guys get your horses together bartholomew which was colun's quarter which was telnius's tolka which was Ias's and... Why? Was it Scrappy? Steve? What was it? No, I think it, it was, was
3: Scrappy, but I don't remember for sure. Scrappy. No, I do. Well, we know how much Andrew loves Scooby-Doo, so mm-hmm. he probably would have remembered.
5: It now, it's now on record. I love Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um, Janessa, of course, has Twilight, the all-black horse. Selvi mounts Midnight and... No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Not the wolf. She mounts a dusk wolf. Yeah, carrots yeah, gets probably. very jealous. <laughs> yeah, midnight is like dragging forward, and like yeah. your Selvi's <laughs> knees are just dragging on the ground. I mean, I'm
2: sure Selvi probably tried to do that accidentally a couple of times yeah. under the influence, but I don't think midnight would. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, your
5: homebrew is very potent. Um, no, you get on carrots, and midnight, the dusk wolf, is going to kind of trot next to Twilight and Janessa.
3: We're gonna have a fan fiction called Selvie Mounts Midnight. <laughs> Already written. <laughs> yeah. If we don't,
2: buy <laughs> it on we eat Amazon for ninety nine cents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
5: you guys begin to ride down the hill away from Anatola's cabin. She's waving, still with the mug of steaming tea in the shawl, and it's very adorable. Okay, and all righty-ya.
4: Fish and chips. And since you're becoming a regular, I have taken the liberty of bringing out some stuffed peppers on the house. Uh, oh my god, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Yep, no problem whatsoever. We're just happy to have you visiting our fine establishment so regularly. You go ahead and enjoy that and you just let us know if you need anything else. Yeah, we will do. Thanks, man. God, this place is dope. I'm going to have to talk to him about putting grilled pineapple on the menu. Hey guys, happy Pride Month and welcome back to Chasm Quest. It's me, your boy, again. Out here doing the dang thing and taking a break from TikTok because God knows I've scrolled past the you've been scrolling way too long TikTok, way more than I care to admit. Uh, They are right though. I definitely need some water. I mean, don't we all? (laughs) That's why I came here to the Goose's Gourd for a meal. Though I really should be careful, Selvi showed up to visit me and Jenna and Andrew last episode, and I'm pretty sure I saw her sneak back to the kitchen with a bottle of something weird. I'm sure it's fine. You know the stuff. Andrew is the DM, Colin is Kahloon, Brad is Rory, Micah is Telnius, and Taylor is Ias. This episode we are joined by Jenna Altstadt playing the role of Selvi. Sound effects by Alex Pegram and ChasmQuest theme song by Sam Anderson. Thank you to everyone who have stayed with us this far. This story has a lot more excitement in store for everyone, and we want to thank everyone who has rated and reviewed our show. It all relies on crazy algorithms that, honestly, we have no idea how they work, but we do know that every rating or review we get, it helps spread our story to new ears. that makes our hearts go friggin' wild. So if you want to be the reason we do a celebratory George of the Jungle-style dance around the campfire at night, then leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and tell all your mortal enemies about us. Use our name to call down a curse of frogs or something, I don't know. You could take full creative control over that one just as long as people hear about us somehow. And of course, if you do end up rating and reviewing, sign your name or your vigilante name to it and we will shout you out on the show. If you'd like to support the show and help keep us running, then you can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash chasmquest, where you can get access to all kinds of bonus material. I think this past month we released a written RPG that Andrew and I did over text message that turned into quite a mysterious and magical tale around Ais' backstory. I'm sure we will have a lot more to come, but we have that written story and much more again at patreon.com chasmquest. This week we would like to thank our new patron, Shiana. Thank you, thank you, thank you, we cannot thank you enough, and welcome aboard! If you'd like to buy us a coffee or make a one-time donation to our show, you can do so at our Ko-Fi page. Or (laughs) coffee. But yeah, the link is uh, ko-fi.com slash chasmquest. That's ko-fi.com slash chasmquest. What the? Uh, Uh,
5: uh. Uh, What the hell? Greetings
0: to you, my guy. Oh, by the spirits, are those stuffed peppers? Who the hell are you? Oh, my fey name is
2: unfathomable to the likes of humans, but you may call me Starby. Fey name? A spirit of the vast forests of Treland. And who might you be?
4: Uh, Taylor. Ah, shit. Selvie. She must have put something in my fish and chips. Ah, crap. This is gonna be a long night. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Would you be willing to spare a bit of your perfect stuffed peppers? Uh, yeah. You know what? Knock yourself out. I just have to finish up this mid-roll, and then what do you say you tell me all about yourself?
3: We have a deal.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, lastly, if you folks want some delicious coffee, head on over to foundfamiliar.com for some amazing blends. I know I myself will be doing some perusing around for some this week because they are delightful. That's foundfamiliar.com and use promo code STAYROWDY at checkout for 10% off your purchase. And like we always say, each package comes with some amazing D&D art right on the bag by wonderful artists in the D&D community. We love the support and the art is spectacular. So again, that's foundfamiliar.com and promo code STAYROWDY. Well, guys, that is all from me, so I will let you get back to the rest of the episode. I'm going to chill here for a while and talk to this little green-haired forest spirit. Hmm. See ya. More peppers.
5: Okay, so you guys begin to ride down the hill away from Anatola's cabin. She's... Waving, still with the mug of steaming tea in the shawl, and it's very adorable. The path eventually leads down and out to Galstrom Road, and you guys are heading south following Selvi and Janessa. After a few miles, you crest one last hill on the road and see a wooden sign to the right with black paint. It says Broken Harbor in large letters, and underneath their town motto, Don't worry, we're fixing it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Folksy people.
5: Uh, You guys ride past and get to the top of the hill, and you now look over and see the entire town. There's not much to it, but on your left you see to the east is a lumber yard where large trunks are processed and sent down the coast to a sawmill. Beyond that on the eastern coast are the docks. There are a collection of wooden buildings, including a rowdy saloon at the town square. To the right of the town square, uh, to the west, there is a chapel, a town hall, and a market. Intermingled amongst the frontier town are different collections of stone buildings, the ruins of the first town. The heaviest concentration of these ruined buildings are to the south, across from the freight depot. Further west is what seems to be a cemetery tucked into the Orcrest Hills, to your right where hundreds of years ago an army of orcs swooped down and overtook the town and made it a war fort during the orcish wars a new town is being built within the skeleton of a once thriving community the orcish wars changed much of sutland but the worst being the decimation of this unknown settlement and the townsfolk within and as the horses kind of slow before entering the town Janessa kind of Oh, hey, um, when we get in there, where should we start? Where should we kind of
1: unload? I would like to go to the chapel, uh, but I know it's important that we also go to the smithy at uh, Longshore Drifters, but as long as we hit one of those two...
5: Well, we don't have to stick together. Yeah, what if we hitched our horses at the saloon maybe even go in and get some rooms. I don't see our ship yet in the docks. In fact, there's no ships, so... That
4: sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah.
5: Maybe we should meet up at the saloon, have that as our center point, and then uh, we can all investigate different locations. This isn't the chapel we're heisting, is it? No, no, no. Silly goose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Kalloon, you're very familiar with this. Like, um, Colun, you you spent many years traveling between... Broken Harbor and Octa Craig. So this all looks very familiar to you. Okay. The folks of this town may have changed since the last time you had visited, but you're not unfamiliar with Broken yeah. Harbor.
6: Right, guys, trust me. I know the best inn. I know the best stuff around here. These are my these are my old haunts, and uh, the best inn is probably going to be the Wister. The sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My P
3: turned into a T. It uh,
6: happens.
3: <laughs> sounds like a personal problem.
6: I I know
5: it's a. Uh, <laughs> that <laughs> happened to me once. I had to go see Selvi to heal me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, my T, turns I'm into a, a P normally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's the other way around.
1: Oh my
2: gosh! We're never, gonna <laughs> never. <laughs> we're never going to get
5: through this episode. Never. We're never going to get through this episode.
6: It's called the Whisperer Inn Saloon.
3: That's Trust
2: it.
6: Trust me,
4: we Ooh. should stay there. Nice. Why are they talking so
3: quietly?
2: I think it is the only inn, so that would be a good <laughs> choice. All right. um,
3: yeah. What's the second best?
2: <laughs> yeah. Alright, don't Let's you head head take over. this for me, Sylvie? Please. <laughs> I, oh, you can have it. Um, <laughs> why don't we, Why don't you and I go together? I also know, you know, some of the bartenders and everything. Why don't Why don't we head over? Oh, great! Sounds,
6: sounds like
1: a plan.
5: Oh yeah, we've we've been traveling so much. It'd be nice to to stay. Stay somewhere. I mean, always stayed at Anatola's last night, but okay, let's go. All right.
1: So we, we'll we start there, and then maybe we can split up, and I, I can go to the Sorrow Hook Abbey and school, right. and whoever wants to go with me can.
2: Anybody?
1: We can split up
4: now if you want to. You want to head over there?
1: No, no, no. I, uh, let's check in at the Whisper Inn. I want to see this rowdy inn. Yeah, good point. Let's go put our things <laughs> away, and then we'll come yeah. back to this.
5: All right, come on, y'all, uh, yah, and get your horses going uh, down the rest of the hill. I say, that?
1: I say, yo, we y- yo, yo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought you were doing like a karate chop. Sound. No, <laughs> 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 Haven't it, you ever
1: ridden it. a horse when you when you want Sorry. them to go? You go,
2: Yay <laughs> I I never did that. Maybe that's why the horses hated me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like this bitch. Oh my this god.
5: Oh my dear lord! Oh my stag lord! Oh my elk lord! Yeah. No, it's okay,
2: a so it's a rowdy
5: night, wist- Andrew. Sorry about that. It is a very rowdy <laughs> night. No, it's okay. Uh, so we get to the Wister. Yeah, you guys ride down this hill. <laughs> you guys ride down this fucking hill, and your horses are kicking up dust on the Gaelstrom Road as you ride into town. This town has a very frontier western kind of vibe to it. The buildings are very boxy and have kind of rectangular signs over the front. Uh, As you ride in you pass the Longshore Drifters Market on your right. You're now in the village square. There's a few people moseying about and they see this Kind of larger team riding into town, but they recognize Selvi and they kind of go about their business. You guys hitch up your horses at the Whisper Inn Saloon, and you guessed it, there's swinging doors at the entrance. Nice. And, um, ooh, ooh,
3: let me go first. Let me go first. Oh yeah, go, go for okay, it. Okay, go for it. Yeah, you I walk got up this. to the saloon and I put my hands on my hips and I kind of walk like I just got of a horse because I did, and I <laughs> kick the saloon doors in and then I mosey inside. <laughs> uh, nice, buddy. Who's next? I'll go. I'll go next.
4: Okay,
1: go, go, go. I do the same thing. That's it. I do the same thing. <laughs> I do the same thing right after. Oh, man. And then, please let me be
6: next. Andrew, can I please go next? Yeah, you're next. You're okay. next. Great.
5: Yeah, you all, uh, one by one, slowly <laughs> kick in the, the doors, door. and you know the whole saloon comes to a, a halt. Every single time as they see a new,
2: like the music as, stops
1: and we screech, we like walk up to each other and we're just like, as soon as a new one walks in, we're like, Nice entrance, dude! Just, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah, Janessa gets in and she's like, You know what, Rory?
3: You're all right. <laughs> and I say, This town ain't big enough for the both of us. It's time because it's out like of a western, western thing to say,
5: yeah, uh huh, uh, yeah, not big enough the two of us, and Janessa's just looking at other people in the saloon. <laughs> okay, so behind the bar... The saloon is busy with midday workers grabbing a quick lunch and a drink before returning to their work. A halfling sings and dances on the stage with his accordion, and that's what stopped every single time you guys came in. And you guys see a woman...
2: I'm sorry. I just immediately imagined the halfling dancing like a (laughs) can-can, like sexy, like on the top. Is that how it is?
5: (laughs) With an
3: accordion. <laughs> with an accordion. Yeah, like, da, da, da,
2: da, da, da. It's
5: a very yeah. riveting accordion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, pumping s- the accordion, with
3: its legs. Yes. Yeah, that's a provocative <laughs> scene. Yeah. Rory is
5: enwrapped. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is a very good dancer. <laughs> What can I say? Um, so you guys enter the Whisper and Saloon. Uh, this, this tavern stretches the length of the town square. It's obviously a hub of gambling and drinking for the working men and women of Broken Harbor. You know, along with the home-brewed ales, there are some finer selections available, like Booten Lake Brewery, uh, shipped in from the Lock Islands, or uh, some fine Cassanian wines, as you can see on the shelves behind the bar. A woman, she looks like a half-elf with blonde hair and a rather regal dress, although it looks a bit worn and tattered once you guys walk a little bit closer. Uh, Stands behind the bar, and she's kind of wiping down the top, and you guys approach in. And you can also see, along with all the drinks and stuff behind her, looks like there's also kind of like a mail box behind this counter. So it looks like this is kind of a one-stop shop for like, folks come in get a meal get a drink pick up their mail and and head on back to their place whether it's at the lumber yard or within town she looks up and says well hello welcome welcome to the whisper and saloon oh thank
2: you okay so i come and go Gwendolyn. hello oh hello Hi. dear
5: how you doing
2: i'm good and selvie like wraps her arm
5: oh well thank you uh who are your friends here?
2: Oh, um these are the uh what do you call yourselves? That, that like adjective. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they go by a collective name uh <laughs> Oh okay, all right. Yeah. They're helping me out, Janessa and I out today.
5: Well y'all looking for a room, a place to stay? We yes. are all right, let me hook you up with a few rooms. I only got two per, but uh, so it looks like I'll get you three different rooms. That is
4: perfect. That sounds good to me. Lovely. Great.
5: If any of you want a single, that's fine too. Nope. No, I'm good. I'll share with I you. I need anyone. a
4: single, yeah. I no, I think
6: we're
5: all right. And so she, she's kind of like looking around and she's like, oh, actually, you there. And she looks at Telnius <gasps> and she she looks down and sees your hammer hand. <gasps> Oh, um, what's your name?
1: What did you say? Well, La- Lady Gwendolyn, was it, correct?
5: Yes, that's me. I'm Telnius,
1: Bishop of Traeland, and I bow regally.
5: That is something. We don't get many bishops around these parts.
1: Well,
5: uh, you're a daisy if you do. Wha- <laughs> What does that mean? In f- in fact, the last I heard, uh, the Bishop column was away to the new lands. I didn't realize there was a new one reinstated. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: long story. Tell her what happened to him. Not a... Not a... Just a long story. It's me now. <laughs> well, I actually have a
5: message for you. I know that might sound weird, but let me go grab it real quick. And she goes over to the mailboxes, and she takes out a key, and... At the bottom of these boxes, there's some drawers, and she opens up a drawer, takes out a folded piece of parchment with a wax seal, and she comes over and brings it to you and hands it over.
1: Okay. Do I recognize the seal?
5: It's just the wax. It's like just the melted wax. There's no particular seal. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I open it. You open it up. I I open it, and I make sure not to let anyone but the rowdy boys see it.
5: Yeah, you guys kind of huddle in and see this uh, note. Yeah.
1: So it says, "Broken Harbor is not safe. Snakes lay in wait." And the name it's signed by Razzle Wheel Dazzle. Wheels of Fortune. <laughs> what is this? Whoa! Uh, yeah. So you guys know
5: the ancient myths of the Wheels of Fortune, and um, whoa, shit! It, it actually has... Razzle
1: Dazzle literally fits. Yeah. No, yeah. that actually fits.
5: That so mean. yeah, you you solved my riddle. <laughs> really.
1: So oh my god man.
5: no
6: no this is a thing okay I'm gonna what? go out of game here do you guys remember we gave someone a code word and the code word was razzle dazzle
5: oh yeah shit. so for the listener the oh. on the message it says r underscore underscore z underscore underscore dash d underscore 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 underscore
2: e enough score scores to mean Razzle dazzle. You're Enough right.
5: scores means you win. <laughs> razzle dazzle. As soon as you say razzle dazzle, even the first time, and just as your brains are kicking into gear, snakes uh, fall from the ceilings. <laughs> snakes fall <laughs> from the ceilings. I warned you, bitch. Oh, okay. oh, wait, <laughs> sorry.
6: Before we Before we get too far into it, I it wasn't a code word that we. It, it was. It was for the glyph of warding. <gasps> oh shit! Okay,
1: so as soon as I say razzle dazzle.
5: You then see these words appear
1: underneath. <gasps> the bishop alone searches Adam's port tower. Near the lamp at dusk, he finds the blind beggar. Is that a poem? Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, does it
3: rhyme? Because if it doesn't rhyme, it's not a poem. That's true. Oh, that's <laughs> really true. What? That's not true. The last poem we heard
4: didn't rhyme. The one with the dwarves. Yeah, that's how we oh. proved it wasn't a poem. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I didn't think about that. Hi.
5: Um, um, and for you, us Adamsport would click. That's the port just outside of Penton. It leads up to Penton on Lake Fenor.
1: Oh, Adamsport, yeah. Um, at the northern end of Fainur Lake. Mm-hmm. The bishop alone searches Adamsport Tower. Near the lamp at dusk, he finds the blind beggar. Can I make a history check on the blind beggar? Uh, sure. Ius <laughs> <laughs>
6: Talking about me. <laughs>
1: So that's a 24 hit on history.
5: Nothing wow. comes to mind. It's not a reference. It's not a reference to any lore or history that you've heard. Okay. It just seems to be something outside of that. It's it's part of the riddle but not okay. one that can be solved scholarly.
1: Okay. Okay. Guys, um I don't know what the fuck a blind beggar is, but I know where Adam's port is. I think whoever left us this note is trying to point us in, the, in a direction.
3: But they're also saying this place right now is dangerous. Yeah, right. snakes lay
6: in wait. Also, could the blind beggar just literally be a blind beggar? No, no, you know,
2: no, no. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. That's a... Person.
5: Now, yes. I've only read Harry Potter and just started Twilight, but I think Selfie's onto something.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank, you, right. thank you, Janessa. You're welcome. Also, there are, I mean, I don't know about snakes, but there are, you know, vampires oh. Oh. in town. So it is is—it is really not safe here. So that's true. Wait. And as an
6: expert on vampires, they have two things and snakes have two things. Hmm.
3: Um, correction. Vampires have four things. Two on top, two on bottom. Oh, on!
6: <laughs> I, I bow to your expertise, sorry.
1: Vipers. Oh, oh shit. Right. Vipers. Vipers. Oh, Whoa. my God. Oh. It's the vipers. The, the viper snake vampires. This is
3: not good. That's got to be it.
1: So it means uh, both at
3: the same time, snakes, snakes and vampires. Snipers.
2: Right. Yeah, sometimes words mean other words. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: think we should still gather information while we can. Uh, we have to wait for Cass to arrive, but... Seems like we should be kind of careful.
4: All right. So then we should cancel that room
1: reservation then. Yeah, maybe everybody get in one room. Does, does she have one large room? Or?
6: I, well, I can still I can do a tiny hut, maybe on the outskirts of town. Ooh, that's invulnerable. It'll last for eight hours.
4: Or just around the bed
1: that we're in. That's great. That could also because work. I, <laughs> we could sleep in that.
2: Sleepover. Uh huh.
1: Make a super bed. I'm down. I'll bring the pillows.
2: I'll bring the beer. And
4: push I'll three beds bring together.
1: the magic. <laughs> Are we making a super bed?
4: Yeah. yeah. I think so. <laughs> and a fort.
2: Super bed.
3: Super Soup, bed.
5: Or bed. <laughs> Soup or bed. Soup or bed.
4: I go to the bar and I order an amber sin.
1: Mm. Nice.
5: Ah, oh, yes, of course. That's one of the newer ones. Straight from the Lock
1: Islands. Good I walk choice. up. Make it a double. You got it. Uh, but not, I mean, like, I'll have one also. For me, also. yeah. Yeah, not a <laughs> right, You it. can make him a double, too, but, like, don't charge me for it. I'll,
5: I'll start I'll have... you both a tab.
1: Okay, yeah.
4: Sure. I'll take a
5: Traylon. Put it under
3: original. Lil Ari.
5: Yeah, <laughs> he's a god. You got it. You said just a normal ale. Traylin's? I said a
3: Traylon's original.
5: You got it. <laughs> we got plenty of that. Well, I hope you guys find your stay here in Broken Harbor uh, real swell. The the man who dropped off that letter was very mysterious. What, what did he, did look, he like? look like? He was just what did was he look just, like? What he was he look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Captain Bryant. <laughs> 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 the name sounds funky. He spoke very quietly And it was hard to make out most of what he was saying But he did say that he wanted it to get to the hammer hand uh, And uh, you sir have a hammer for a hand So I figured that's who I was looking for Did it yeah. seem like he was
4: speaking quietly on purpose Or that that was all he could do
2: Bad orator
5: Oh that's hard to say could have been he was either covering up some kind of accent or that, yes, he, he had to speak quietly. Mm. I, I cannot tell. I, I could see a bit of a faint beard underneath his cloak, but he never did take off the cowl. Did he drink anything? No, he just came in, delivered the letter, and then went on his way. One of my kitchen workers says that he saw a bird fly away as the man exited the building, but I, I don't know, he's, he's <laughs> been at the elven weed a little bit too much
2: interesting unrelated fact hey yeah there's just a
6: lot of
3: birds just outside
2: that's <laughs> true that's
5: what I thought but it's the bird man <laughs> he thought maybe it was connected to this man I don't know could you try and mimic his voice for us yeah let's hear it <laughs> it was just very quiet <laughs> I- <sharp>
2: It was that. Yeah,
3: I want you to do your voice mimicking this other character's voice.
5: Hand this to the hammer man. (laughs) I'm sorry, the hammer hand man. Hammer hand man. Uh Man, And I said, I
1: said
5: said, the muffin man and he said the muffin man.
3: The hammer hand man.
2: Then they did a little song and dance on the stage.
3: (laughs) And you just left that part out.
4: (laughs) Pretty peculiar. I thought I might know who it was until they said this a lot about the bird.
6: Right. I still have my suspicions.
4: Crazy. I wanna go to that smithy. Anybody wanna come?
3: Well, I mean I feel like we should go in groups places because we know that there's supposed to be snake vampires here. And oh, yeah. and vipers. I we need a buddy system. I would like to go to the smithy though. Well, let's go. Oh, okay. You want I
5: mean we can go together. Alright, so I and Rory are going to the Smithy. Uh, where are the rest of you going?
2: I go up and get a boot and leg beer to go, and I say I'll go show anyone who wants to see it the um, Abba Josiah.
5: Yeah, the Sorrowhook Abbey. Um, so Selvi <laughs> and Telnius are going to Sorrow Hook. Um
6: I will go with them just as like extra okay. muscle uh, protection. Yeah, because like I don't I don't need anything from the extra wolf. Um, yeah, it's extra wolf.
5: <laughs> and uh, speaking of extra wolves, Janessa's going to stay and kind of keep guard over the rooms that you all have been given with Midnight. Cool. Nice. Just to make sure they're not messed with. Okay, so first we're going to go over to Rory and Ias. You all walk over to the Longshore Drifter's Market and Smithy. Kind of a another one-stop shop. This town is full of... <laughs> 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 And, really, I'm just running out of ways to describe buildings. So, Ias and Rory, you head out of the Whisper Inn Saloon and onto the front porch area and into the Village Square. Across the way, you see what seems to be a very Wild West-themed building, very boxy at the front, you know, and and signs hanging out front, uh, outside of this particular place it says Longshore Drifters Market, and then underneath the image, it says Ann Smithy. And the image that the text surrounds is actually a green pickle with what seems to be a prospector's backpack on and a <laughs> uh, like a, a pickaxe in its hands. Like one of
4: those floppy hats?
5: Oh, yeah. There's Hold a big old floppy in. hat. Oh, prospector. Old oh, pickle prospector. <laughs>
3: That's kind of weird, don't you think? Yeah, what the... I mean, is it a pickle with a pick? Pick, 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 pickle? Pick, pickle, pick?
4: I don't know. It might be a cucumber.
3: Huh.
5: And you guys enter, and to your left, it looks like mostly provisions, your natural, kind of just normal uh, small-town market with rations and whatnot. To your right, looks like there's more weaponry and uh, shields hanging on the walls, battle axes, swords, those types of things. Quite a few of them look like they've either been silvered or made of silver. You guys come in, you hear a bell ring when the door opens and shuts, and you hear coming from behind the counter, there's an open door leading to the kind of area behind the shop, and you're hearing a blacksmith's hammer Tink, tink, tink. And it stops abruptly as a fella walks in and he's got a bit of a hunch. He's wearing like a leather apron and he takes off a, a blacksmith's face mask and uh, looks up and he says, how can I help you?
4: Yeah, just here to shop around, really, looking for uh, any kind of weaponry and might even take a look at those provisions over there.
5: Oh, we mighty! That sounds real good. <laughs> well, welcome to Longshore Smithy and Market. And at this point, I don't know how many names there is. I'm Pickles.
3: Oh. <laughs> well, that would explain the sign. Is and that as your nickname or is that like some kind of old-timey like expletive? Like, oh, you got me Pickles about this.
5: <laughs> Come on over, you little you little guy. <laughs> well,
3: easy on the little I'm guy
5: strangely stuff. into this. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's showing you he's like what are you into are you looking for uh, 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 swords hammers axes what's your what's your poison i mean i
3: like the hammer that i have but you like I mean, poison what, oh i'm
5: sorry <laughs> i mean
3: conceptually i'm okay with poison existing i don't typically deal with it myself but what's your specialty i mean what do you got what show me your goods <laughs> Whip out the goods, Pickles. No. Obviously, you deal in silver weaponry, correct?
5: That's correct. We bring a lot of silver from off the mountains, off the crags, a few of us individuals.
4: Would you happen to have any silver-tipped
5: arrows? Oh, I certainly do. And he goes behind the counter and he says, um, let me just look up my catalog for the price of those. has got to be like a few
4: copper, right?
5: Ah, they're, they're five copper each. How many do you want? Give me 30 of them. It's a deal. Uh, that'll, nearly, that'll nearly put me right out. I'll have to start making new ones.
4: What's the subtotal?
5: Well, let me do the math on that. Carry the one. Man, I wish I was the numbers guy.
4: 150. <laughs>
5: That's 150 copper, which comes out to 15 silver.
4: Coming right up. Here you go. And I slap it on the
3: table.
5: Ooh, look at that silver.
3: <laughs> would, would Rory know if silver affects vampires? Ooh, give me a knowledge nature check. Do I get advantage because it's vampire related? You get a plus one. Yeah, and I love the
6: image of Is handing over 15 silver coins and then Pickles restocking his supply by just melting 30 melting. silver coins and tipping the arrows.
3: <laughs> uh, that's going to be a four. So not
5: good. A uh, four, yeah, you're, you're uncertain with, okay, with um, vamps.
3: Hey, Pickles, is there a high demand for silver weapons here? I mean, is there a reason people would want so many silver weapons?
5: Well... There's always mysterious things coming out the deadwood. Name five. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Well, there's there's spooks and ghouls and 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 uh, vampires. There's there's spooky vampires, vampires and you just said and, vampires and demons even.
3: Well, I mean, what? So people want silver weapons
5: because they're good against these things. uh s- certain, at least maybe one or two of the five that I just mentioned. I'd have to check my catalog. Uh, not the vampires, but the other ones. Demons. Some demons. Ah, yeah. It's true silver does uh, 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 help you against such creatures. And let but, me tell you, we were hearing spooky things. In fact, one prospector came off the hills and was coming through uh, that, that trail between Midwood and Deadwood, said he saw some kind of orc, but it was not an orc no more. It was some kind of demon. It had horns sticking out of who knows where. And uh, and it started, it was on top of this uh, large creature that smelt like decay. He said he, said he rode faster than he ever had in his entire life and made it all the way here to broken harbor safe wow. thankfully but he said it just watched him atop that creature just watched him
3: you're saying silver weapons are good against those kind of creatures not necessarily against vampires
5: it's good to have around is what i'm saying and we get plenty of silver coming off the crags okay but prospecting's a dangerous game as you can hear
3: i typically like to use this hammer and I'm pretty proficient with it. But let's say I did want to have like some kind of silver sidearm. Uh, you have got any recommendations?
5: Well, I can actually silver that there warhammer hanging at your side if you'd like.
3: Oh,
4: that sounds good. Maybe put a cap mm. on it or something.
3: Yeah, and that wouldn't damage
5: any of its intrinsic uh, properties? No, no. In fact, it will enhance it. I'm the best smithy in all of Broken Harbor. Do I believe him? He's the only smithy in Broken Harbor So yes Do I believe him? Yes you do he is very capable You're looking over the weaponry And it's it's matching the, the makes Of what you've seen even in Westwick
3: Okay yeah sure uh, How long would that take?
5: Oh I could have it ready for you by the morning
3: mm, um, If I'm going to leave this here with you Am I able to take something with me So I'll just have it on retainer? For a placeholder Yeah
5: Oh, that's a very good point. Well, I happen to have uh, uh, another hammer that is already silvered. You can use that to do some practicing with, and you come back, trade that, and then payment will be due upon arrival, along how with is- the weapon that I hand to you. How much, how much will it uh, set me back? Well, let me do some calculations here.
3: <laughs> Rory's got some silver bars, right? Or gold bars. Yeah, I got plenty of money. I mean, I don't have that much money. We'll have to cut a deal. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) The numbers guy at it again.
4: (laughs) I should have let you negotiate these arrows. You didn't. I know. I will next time. Maybe for the provisions.
5: All right. To silver it, it will just be 50 gold. How about 30? Hmm. Roll a persuasion. 11. Well, how about we make it 45, and I will have it ready for you by dusk. Alright, that works. In case any creepy crawlies come out and spook you. Does this happen a lot, that these creepy crawly demon-y things come out of the woods? Well, there's been rumors about town, like uh, some some people going missing, but we've got our sheriff here, and he takes good care of us.
3: Where, where do you typically find him?
5: Oh, he's at the town hall. What's his name? Well, he's Sheriff Huckleby. <laughs> Alright, thanks, uh, Pickles. Uh, dwarf <laughs> comes up to about here. Oh, it's a dwarf, okay. Don Tootin'.
4: Okay, well, how about some dried meats, then?
5: That'll be just one silver. Easy enough. It's some good stuff. Made it myself. Hunted it. Hunted it? I hunted it, slaughtered it, dried it, cured it, smoked it. Now I sold it.
4: You're <laughs> wearing a lot of hats there, Pickles.
5: <laughs> well, this is really the only one I do wear, and he like, takes out a floppy hat, But but I do like it. It's just big and floppy, and it's got every right. hole in it.
4: Well, before we go, do you have anything maybe out of the ordinary?
5: Hmm, that isn't a peculiar question. I do have a few rings here. Really? And he takes them out, and this one's just for decoration, I like to do, and he's got like a silver one, he says, now this one here is uh, made of a very, very particular metal that isn't found around too many pots. Mm. And he takes out what seems to be a, a ring made of the stone emerald. How much? Oh, for this? Ooh, it, it, it strikes a higher price. You see, working jewelry with that type of jewel, that's going to run you about 150 gold.
4: Rory? Uh, I poke my head back in the door. Yeah? I got this ring over here. He wants 150 gold for it.
3: Uh, what's so special about it? It's emerald. I guess he says it's rare. Pickles.
5: What's an emerald ring do? Well, with its properties. If you're working with any kind of nature-type magic, it could mm, enhance that, that type of magic being utilized. Many of the elves use the emerald uh, up in Norholm. I've been all around, Trayland.
4: How about 100?
5: Uh, roll me a persuasion. 17. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to put my foot down on 150.
4: 120. mm <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't know if 150 is really worth it. All right, I'll meet you outside. And then I turn to Pickles, and I I give him 150 gold.
5: <gasps> Toodaloo. Oh, look at you. Here you go. Sold, and here's your receipt. Thank you. You boys come around any time. Yeah, work on your deals. <laughs> <laughs> so, just as... Rory and Ias were heading over to the Longshore Drifters. Kal'un, Telnius, and Selvi were stepping off the front porch of the Whisper and Saloon and heading south toward those ruins that I discussed. Uh, you kind of actually have to take a path through these ruins to get to the Sorrow Hook. But Selvi, you know the way pretty easily, and you're able to get there. It's a modest stone building but has held the test of time this is one of the only ruined buildings that has been repurposed for a now used chapel you guys get up to it you can see some stained windows and it's a pretty humble sanctuary as you guys creak the door open you hear from within someone shuffling you know putting away some books and and you hear a voice coming from one of the back offices of this sanctuary. At the front, you do see a smaller statue of Tesla, kind of holding up the Peace Cup and there are different pews all along. On your way in, you did notice there was like a small wooden hallway that led over to a smaller, newer wooden building. Uh, Obviously used the lumber coming from the lumber yard. Uh, And that seems to be the small school that this abbot runs here in this small town. Uh, It's now refurbished, open for ceremonies. And on your right, you actually see a mural on the side, in the stained glass windows, in the middle one, it is a priest of Thessla with a hooked sickle, and it looks like he's fighting away dozens of orcs that are coming for him, Do potentially I potentially telling a, a... Oh, yeah. Do you want to do
1: a history check on it? Okay, yeah. Would it be history or religion? You could choose either one. They're both the same for me. So. Uh, do history for this one. <laughs> All right. I realized after I said it that it's the same bonus, so 15. <laughs>
5: Yeah, <laughs> you remember hearing the the name Sorrowhook uh, in some of your studies. You remember that during the Orcish Wars, the Orcs did come over the hills and wipe out this entire town. And although the priest that stood up to protect this particular chapel did fight off hordes of Orcs with nothing but a farmer's sickle, he did perish during the battle. There was one survivor, though, who witnessed it and was able to escape to Ben Ness um, to, to recount the tale. Mm. And thus the name Sorrow Hook has been used for this abbey.
1: Cool. I admire it quickly.
5: Nice. As you're admiring the stained glass windows, a half work in Thessalon robes comes out and he kind of brings down his cowl. Looks like he's been studying for quite a while. He's rubbing his eyes. He has palish green skin and larger tusks his black hair shaved down at the sides and just kind of cropped on top. He comes out and he says um, hello oh, Selvi, it is good to see you again.
2: Hi Abbott how are you?
5: Oh, you know, the children are driving me crazy these days, but um, what can you do?
2: (laughs) They are the worst. Literally Um, the worst. Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, anyway, um, I brought, uh, these two to, uh, to meet you. It is good to meet
5: you. Oh, a fellow, uh, man of the cloth. Yes, uh, Abbot Josiah, I presume. Yes, that is my name. Uh, it is good to meet you. What is, what is your name?
1: Oh, I am, uh, well, I'm Telnius. I went, uh, with, with, uh, Cullum to the New Lands, and, uh, well, I'm now the Bishop of Trayland.
5: Huh. Mixed feelings? Yeah. Um... Interesting. I'm sorry to hear of his passing. Um, wh- uh, hello. I, I had not heard word from either the Abbey of the Eights or Westwick. I had no clue we had declared a new bishop. Last I knew, Abbot Nyssa, Gregory Nyssa, was standing in as cardinal for the bishop. I scowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, do you have a problem with him? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I, well, is this the first time that I've heard this news? I mean,
5: uh, no, actually, Grunyar communicated this back in when he was ta- talking about the council and other news from Westwick. He did mention that there was a cardinal standing in. You remember Nyssa as the the one who taught you many lessons while you were at yes. Abbey of the Age. Yes. You actually have
1: high respect for That's them. right, that's right, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember. Um, Yes, yes, that is, uh, true. It hasn't, uh, word has not been spread, uh, everywhere yet, but, uh, well, uh, I wanted to check in. As the bishop, it's kind of my duty to, um, well, see how things are, and, and see if you need anything here.
5: Well, thank you, yes, um, a- and you, sir, and he points to Kaloon. what was your name?
6: I, my name is Kaloon, the Iron Throat and Entertainer.
5: It is good to meet you. I am Abbot Josiah. I lead the small flock here at Broken Harbor and teach the children histories and uh, the ways of Thessala as well. Hmm. Yes, uh, help. Yes, uh, actually, I reached out to Anatola, Selvi. Um, I think I've recovered a few pieces of information. Are these two... uh, privy to what is going on here?
2: Uh-huh. Yes, yes, they are. I, I can vouch for them. Mm-hmm. They're cool? They are. So, they're, I think they're cool. They're cool.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you, Sylvie.
6: All right, oh, we're, we're the you're coolest, welcome. really.
2: I mean, you're cool. <laughs> Truly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you
6: should have seen us overseas. We define the word cool.
2: I'm sure. Well, it is cooler over there, weather-wise. So,
5: how are the how are the uh, churches in in the new lands? They, um, I I believe I have heard word that Abbot uh, Galen,
1: the Galen, became abbot in in one of the towns there. That's right. Galen is doing very well, actually. Um, they're making off, you know, spreading the good news and what have you. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. That is very good to hear. Well,
5: um, Selvi, since these two are good to go um if you would follow me and uh he he whispers to Selvi, perhaps we'll teach them a handshake one day and he does like the troy and abed like double slap and chest thing <laughs> yeah. uh, and you guys follow him as he unlocks a door near his office but is next to the door to his office and you begin to go down these like kind of wooden stairs The torch is lighting this area. It's much cooler down here, like a stone basement underneath the building. And he says, well, I've been collecting some data and some stories of what's been happening here. And um, I've been able to do some studying. And you can tell that this is a type of morgue down here. There's actually a body out being processed at the moment for cremation. Wait,
2: like what stage... (laughs) Like is there skin just
5: all over it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well there's just a body, it looks like it's been embalmed, embalmed. And, and, and gone through the process, but it's being ready to be ceremoniously cremated. Okay.
2: I just need to know what level of freaked out to be. Yeah, no,
5: it's not like its its chest is open, all the organs are out, or anything. And he says, "Oh, I'm, I do apologize. I was just finishing that up." But I'm just back here, and there is a, there is a smell for sure in this room. And uh, he goes back to one of the metal bars and and opens it and slides out this kind of metal <laughs> panel. And on top of it, he says. Uh, look at what I have uh, discovered and have caught and captured here yeah. and when the panel comes out it looks like a, a very like shriveled up this is one of the feral orcish vampires that you guys have seen it is Whoa. currently dead uh, and laying on this slab but he says um, I've been studying these things and uh Not good,
1: (laughs) dude. That is so metal.
2: Yeah,
5: right. (laughs) And he's like tapping on the slab. He's like, "It's good stuff. It's
2: it's pure metal.
5: Pure metal. (laughs) The hinges and everything." Wow. What what have you discovered so far? Well, uh, with these disappearances, I, I would have to say that these creatures may be the cause of it. Uh, this one was trying to drag away one of uh, our very own townsfolk away, but um, the sheriff and a few other of the townspeople were able to stop it, and they delivered the body to me. So we're trying to fight away some panic here in this town. But um, that's not it. And he, like, slides the thing shut and slams the door. He says... Just recently, from the Lumber Workers, Uh, there is one who has told a story of the lumber camps out in Midwood. Her name's Stacy, she's actually a a bard who who travels round Sutland and has recently taken up home here, has been helping, you know, helping entertain the, the lumber workers and whatnot. She said she witnessed something worse than one of these creepy vampire types. What? Well, tell us what did she witness? Well, um, I've been doing some digging in my research, and I believe she has found what is known as a bulazau. Oh, what? Yes. Well, I I will just refer. Uh, thank you. I will just refer to it as uh, as a demon. Hmm. This type of creature has this odd smell of decay around it, and she she described it as having some kind of uh, Stag's head, it's said to bring fear and pestilence from, well, from the abyss, from the abyssal realm, which is not spoken of much, and I am very frightened to say that I have had to do more research on this plane. But uh, how it got to this plane, uh, I am uncertain.
2: Wait, so, St- so Stacy, she saw this, um... B-word?
5: B yes, yes. She saw this demon Oh
2: uh, 12 she's fi- tall. And she's okay? Uh, she's still shaken,
5: but um, she can actually tell you more. Uh, last I knew, she was staying over at the y- lumberyard.
2: She's oh. sleeping at the lumberyard?
5: Yes, she's, I mean, well, there's, uh, uh, I'm sorry, at the lumberyard that, that is also where the, the lumber workers are stationed. Uh, there's many different apartments, but she's oh. usually biding her time there or performing at the Whisper Inn Saloon. Uh, but yes, she she's a bit shaken and, and whatnot as she says she um well she said she saw one of the the lumberjacks or Joes or whatever we call them, one of the lumber workers being dragged into the dark. Yes. Very sad story indeed. We're we're hearing more and more of these accounts nearing Deadwood.